0: This is So Then What Happened, a series where various types of artists, from musicians, dancers, actors, singers, writers, stand-up comics, and so much more, share their horror stories from the industry. And these stories will keep you asking, So Then What Happened? Hey guys, welcome back to another fun, horrible, however you see it, episode of So That What Happened. I have a really dope guest who just like, he be doing big things. I mean, I met him, he was running the Underground concert series, and like there was a contest, and the winner got an article in the source. I know this year he did something with Rolling Loud. I mean, his wife is also a pretty big effing deal. (laughs) Please give it up for the Jano hey thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here awesome thank you for being here i know you got a busy schedule you be booked and busy Yep, i'll be all over the place appreciate you taking time out so first tell us a little bit about you because you know you got that entrepreneurial spirit blood all of that so you do so much what how did you get into this what was your first love i i what how like how did we get here
1: (laughs) okay um, so we got here on, uh, follow the rainbow kind of situation. Mm. Um, my first love is and always will be motorcycles. Um, my biggest dream in life is to build a motorcycle racetrack Ooh. because I love motorcycles, but they're very dangerous and I don't want to die riding one. So I'm going to build a motorcycle racetrack for people to enjoy and be safe. And-
0: Cool. Wait, question. Is that, is, is a motorcycle uh, racetrack different? I know this might sound stupid, but is it different from like NASCAR racetrack? Like, are there different, you know, measurements? Is there like, is that something different or like, could it, you know, a NASCAR racetrack double up as a motorcycle? Obviously not at the same time, but. <laughs> could yeah. it be so a NASCAR racetrack
1: can double up as a motorcycle racetrack, but not the other way because um, just like the size of like the roads that you build um, specifically for motorcycles would be smaller and the corners would be a little bit um, different but you can race motorcycles on a NASCAR racetrack you just probably won't race NASCAR on a motorcycle racetrack gotcha. although although depending on where you build them you can like a lot of the times they build them with both of them both in mind especially for like Formula One and other racing etiquette, just because, you know, tracks get used different times throughout the year.
0: You know your man. That's dope. I think it's it's interesting because, like, again, I that's why I asked because I'm like, would it work the same way? But for you, you're like, nah, motorcycles only. All vehicles don't matter. Like, that's what you want. All vehicles do not matter. I do not need
1: those car meets at 3 o'clock in the morning showing up to my track. (laughs) <laughs> no disrespect to all the car people, I love y'all, but just not. Nah, y'all have
0: enough, y'all have enough The same for y'all, the same for y'all <laughs>
1: Yeah, y'all have enough
0: Alright, so you went from motorcycles, and how did that kind of just, like, I don't want to say spiral Because, I mean, you didn't just accidentally stumble upon this, like, you went full force and did. Uh, you've been doing a lot Yep, so, with the motorcycle racetrack, I fell in love
1: with that when I was 19, um, well, 17, but didn't really, like, take my passion seriously till 19. Mm-hmm. But I was always kind of, like, scared because I'm like, yo, I want to do this big, multi-billion-dollar project. And, like, I ain't got, what, $10 in my pocket. How the hell am I going to do this? Right. And so I was very intimidated at first. Um, but then I finally, like, one day we was just chilling, and I talked to my best friend about it, and I just opened up about, like, my crazy dreams and all these things I wanted to do. And he was like, yo, why you didn't tell me this before? We could have got started. I'm like, started how? Like, I didn't even <laughs> have bricks, bro. Right. And what are you talking like, about? How are we
0: going to start? <laughs> what do you mean? And
1: he's like, yo, like, we could start something, like, something and get us there. Like, it's anywhere to start. And I'm like, you're right. So we sat down. And first, I, like, really got into, like, studying the motorcycle industry and, Like all of that stuff. But then I realized it was way more simple than that. And that like what I wanted to build was a business. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, all businesses need managing, all business need accounting, all business needs marketing. Like the the main principles of business apply to every business.
0: Right. No matter Um, what it is, it's the same.
1: And so, like, the only thing that changes the details, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to spend as much time as I can learning about business. And so my first official business, which is the one I still have now, is the Alpha and Omega Business, which is a business management consulting firm. Mm. Um, And so we help small businesses and entrepreneurs start and grow their business, give them one-on-one consulting, do marketing plans for them, create management strategies and various other things. Oh, I'm going to need to
0: schedule a meeting with you. Cause like I've, I've, I created two card games recently. Cause this is something, I, you know, I'm a creative. I don't just do comedy. I, I just like to mm-hmm. make stuff with these two card games I, I made. And I'm like, and someone's like, so what do you do in your business? And I was like, yo, oh yeah, I have a business. Like I haven't even wrapped my head around that fact. So like, I yeah, I would definitely schedule a concert with you. We definitely got to chop it up.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's what I love to do because on my journey, the thing I realized is three things. Um, to get anywhere in life, you can break it down into needing three main things, which is resources, connections, and knowledge.
2: Mm. And so
1: since I had none, I was like, the easiest thing to get is the knowledge. Right. And then I'll use my knowledge to make all the connections I need. And then through the connections, I'll gather the resources.
2: Word. And so that's
1: been my basic journey since then. And then through that, um, I really fell in love with the music scene and helping artists because a lot a lot of creatives um, focus a lot on creating and don't learn the business side of things, mm. um, yep. especially <laughs> in the music industry. And the music industry is notoriously known for preying on people with bad deals and contracts that nobody read and just mm. so many different ways that you can get over on a creative. And so I wanted to create a space where... I helped artists, you know, get proper deals and work on building their business. And so through that, I started my own independent record label, which ended up
0: developing the Underground Concert Series, which was the platform for artists. And that's how I met you. Dope, yo. See, look, I didn't even know all of that, but I was like, this is definitely somebody I want to stay connected with. Like, even if I don't have my shit together, (laughs) I -hmm. know that whether you call me to host something again or be part of something again, because, yeah, we, we met, and I think I just did, did I do poetry? No, I did comedy. I might- yeah,
1: you did comedy and you hosted you hosted my magic of music show, which was my first all-female showcase. Second
0: that I remember. Oh my god, Hakuna Matitis, I loved her. Mm-hmm. Um and foreign uh Chrissy. Oh my god, yeah, so many dope artists, and that's that's so great because Like you said, all businesses have the same thing. You just, you know, the details are different, but those three things are what matter. So, like, that's advice to everyone, no matter what it is, how big your goal is, how big your dream is. You just got to break it down in smaller steps. Like the quote is, "How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time?" One bite at a time. time. Right? You was like, "Yo, yeah, I want to do this multi-billion-dollar company, but yeah, one step at a time. We get there. We start with a couple thousand, then a couple hundred thousand, then million, and boom, you, you was you ready for it?"
1: Yep, yep, yep. And so it's just been taking it, you know, one slice at a time and building out and, you know, it's led me to some very interesting places. I've been blessed enough to do some dope events, connect with some dope people, get some dope opportunities and just, you know, make an impact. And that's, that's my, my biggest pleasure in doing all of this is making an impact
0: that's dope and that's like that's your legacy i mean you know whether you do or don't have kids that's part of your legacy as well because it's not just oh look what i did look what i did when you help people like what's that expression people don't remember how, what you said but they remember how you made them feel mm-hmm. so like you help someone get a deal or you help put someone on a show or you know get them an article written or whatever it is they not gonna forget that like ever <laughs> you know yep yep, yep. That's so cool. So with all of this on your your table, all these plates on your table, uh what's the first horror story? What what happened? (laughs) All right. So, um all
1: right, we're gonna talk shows. That's the that's the best way we're gonna start. All right.
2: Um,
1: and everyone for advice to anybody who likes to who wants to do events, understand that no matter what you plan, no matter how you plan it, nothing will go exactly as you plan word no, nothing will ever go exactly as you plan and it is better to embrace that than to be afraid of that
0: and yeah. people say I'll that you- about weddings that's a big thing because i mean it's an event still like that applies across mm-hmm. the board not just shows yes so please know everything ain't gonna go perfect no matter what it is and time how- you evolve into other people and people to
1: come yes just know it will not all go the way how you plan, and you just gotta, just gotta roll with the punches. And so my first story happened. I think it was April twenty eighteen, either twenty seven. Remember specifically year I mean,
0: time is weird now with COVID. So who who can keep track? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That that time skip. I feel like we just all went through Infinity War and now, we're like post time skipping. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah, time's all messed up now. But yeah, so I had this show, and at this point in my life, I had been doing concerts and shows for at least four years at that time. So I had some experience under my belt. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I did not like to do was work with collectives. Mm. Because um, it's my show. I organize it, I do all the work and with no like no ego attached I don't like people coming in and trying to dictate how my show happens.
0: Yeah, no, that's not an ego thing. That's just what it is. Like Period. I remember when I first started comedy shows, I had a musical intermission. Or no, maybe I had music in the beginning. I don't remember. I had music somewhere at some point. And like people were like, why is there music playing? Why did you put that at a comedy show? Okay, well, when you do your own fucking comedy show, you can run it however the fuck you want. I don't know why you're talking to me about anything. Like, period.
1: hmm Yep, yep, yep. And so that's like I just used to stay away from collectives because they like to gang up on people. Mm-hmm. And like really really like you know try to force their own way in certain
0: happenings and do you so think that's why they operate as a collective like they just try to bully people like they just know it'll work cuz they got numbers you think that's part of it or do you think like they're really just collectives um
1: there are dope collectives that i've met and and i'm luckily enough that i have met and worked with a few like really honestly dope respectful collectives but a lot of the time um especially in the artist space um mm-hmm. people a lot of creatives operate out of a space of ego, right. um, which which is understandable. They're making things from them, you know? And right. so it's, it's a very sensitive space to be in, you know? And, you know, it's a space where your ego can really step into stuff and take over if you feel like, you know, you're dope. Um, and I have no problem with you feeling like you're dope. Just don't, just, just don't bring your ego into the business side of things. And right. so... The way how it played out is I had these artists, and they were like, Yo, we're gonna be the like headliners, we're gonna bring a million people, and this, that, and the third. Okay, I'm just the way how I structured my shows at the time is the more people you bring, the more time you get on the slot. And so they was like guaranteeing me that they're gonna bring like 40 people, and they were gonna have a 20 minute set, and this, that, and the third. And so the day comes, and they're trying to, like, the show's going on, and they didn't even end up selling the most tickets to that show. Um, another art, yeah, of course, of course, as things is going to go. And so they're like, yo, can we go on at this time and go on at that time? I'm like, you can't dictate that because as per our agreement, you say you're going to bring X amount of people, and you didn't. Like, I have the numbers right here. Right. But I'll work with you, and, you know, we'll put you at the headliner after this artist, and we'll do this and that. And so they were a little upset, but I was talking to their manager and he was like, nah, don't worry about it. We're going to be good, blah, blah, blah.
0: And so wait, I'm like, okay. wait, 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 So they had a manager who's supposed to be handling all this business with you, but they was the one, oh, going going blah, blah, this, like that doesn't even, so why do you have, I, what? I'm very confused. That's, see, that's yeah. definitely ego because you have someone who's supposed to handle this, but you're still throwing in your two and a half cents.
1: Yep, 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 yep. That's crazy. Um, so then what happened? And so now, uh, at this point, I had like a, a small team. I had um, like five or six people that were working with me. And, you know, they already sensed the energy was off that night. They already was like watching the situation. Things were moving funny. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, don't worry, guys. I got this. I'm handling it. And so now we get to the end of the night, and these artists is their time to perform after all this waiting and all this talking and all this back and forth. And I'm trying to sneak liquor into the club that I did, the like or just a whole bunch of other just non-professional ass behavior. Right. And so now we're in the space and we get there and now they get on the stage and into like their second set, their second song, or their third song, they're like, yo. Fuck this place! Fuck what? these people! What? They're trying to stop us, but we gonna go anyway. And mean, like, try to like, so like you you've been to Star Bar, you know that there was like a piano on the stage. Yeah, they, like, try to, like jump on the piano to like perform. Yeah. And, like, I'm just like, yo, what the hell is happening here? And then they're like talking shit, and so my team gets like, I'm there like, yo, let's just let it run out because they're the last performers and people left here are mostly their fans. So just let it run out and just call it a day.
2: You but imagine. like, they were
1: like pissing off my team. Like, they were really getting upset. And they're like, yo, once they, yeah, once they started saying the fuck that the, 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 the people and all that stuff, like, they wanted to cut them off. So my stage manager went to, like, take the mic from them. And so one of their fans said something to the girl that worked at my door. And I think she like tried to push her or something. I don't know because I wasn't oh god. To be there. I was near the stage. Next thing you know, a glass flies and from the back of the room no. into the stage, and like I think it hits somebody in the head. Oh my god. And then a whole brawl
0: just this is crazy. That's Like that escalated extremely quickly. And the fact that again, I'm always like, I don't want to say Miss Innocent, but when I hear stuff like this, I'm like, you like anybody could get hurt. You threw a bottle, you but people don't think and like that. They just
1: just reacted and so they just chucked it and it flew. It flew into (laughs) my like it hit a bystander. It didn't even hit the person who they're supposed to hit. It hit a bystander um and then after that we're like oh what the hell and now people start fighting <laughs> and so oh my god i rush over i'm in full like show attire i got my crown on i got my jacket right. on and <laughs> i'm there like grabbing people to try to separate people and this dude like grabs me and he's about to swim him about look him in his face and he stops And I'm just like shoving them out the door, and we're pushing them out, and then my crown falls, and I get stepped on. I that pissed me off. Like I that got me so mad.
0: See, oh, yo, that's like, <laughs> they say you ever have a, what is it, you you ever end up in a shitty situation because you weren't an asshole? Like, you could have just avoided it by being an asshole. Like, if you had just cut the mic off and called it a day, none mm-hmm. of that would have happened. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but, like, you tried to be the bigger, better person, and you tried to be the professional and be like, alright, whatever, fine, let it happen. Like you said, most of the people were there for them anyway, fine. And then this shit happened. Like, that's crazy.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And so we got them out. Luckily, like, it was Starbar, and I have like a long-standing relationship with them, and mm. so they didn't really penalize us for it. They knew that we didn't really have anything to do with it. Um, yeah, luckily, like again, I'm I'm blessed to be me and have developed all these relationships where, like, you know, it wasn't like my first time doing the show there. Um, Word, you'd have been blacklisted for like, life. They wouldn't. have, for, they life. Would have cared. <laughs> for life. And so I was like, well, damn, that sucks. But it was what it was. Um, it worked out. We got, I got myself back into it. Um, Starbar worked out. We ended up, I think the only thing we ended up having to do was like from that show on, we had to hire extra security. Mm. Um, that was like a stipulation that they had. And so that, that was the the worst. Oh, that. And like the person that ended up did getting hit with the glass was one of the bartenders that worked there.
2: Oh yeah, so that kind of sucked.
1: And then I didn't find out till after we left. Like I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm sorry you hurt." She's like, "Yeah, it's okay." Like I just felt a glass hit me in my head. I don't know what happened. And then I found out it was one of my team members that threw the glass. And then I had to like suspend her from like coming from coming to the shows for a long time. And
0: just, right. I'm mean, gonna need you to get together over there, and then when you get yeah. together, you could come back here, but.
1: Over like, I, I, I appreciate you wanting to defend me. I appreciate you wanting to defend the business, but that was not it. Right.
0: <laughs> right like, and especially now, but look about what happened at the Travis Scott concert. I mean, there's all this talk about who's at fault and yada, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. I, for me, I'm like, if I'm on stage, I hate to tell you, I am i wouldn't have noticed. I mean, but there are clips of him supposedly stopping the show when he sees yeah, something. Yeah, else. he did. Um, re watched the whole show because she was home
1: when they, when they aired it on Apple Music, and he did stop the show a couple of times to like get people out and stuff like that the only problem is when you're up there with those feedback um speakers and the lights yeah
0: and it's funny like i saw one of the clips where like the audience is like chanting stop the show stop the show and like first of all they're mad far but secondly i was like he hears you like do you really think he hears you how I will say that and not on Travis there was the there's the clip of the girl she like climbed up the ladder like somewhere she wasn't supposed to go someone's dead dead in there and the dude's just like do 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 like it just kept going like he didn't even that's terrible a whole lot
1: lot of things that went wrong with that show um no water the festival planning wasn't smart enough like like it's it's a Travis Scott concert like you need to be prepared for the worst like I've I've like I literally just saw Travis Scott in that same kind of situation at Rolling Loud a week before it happened. So I was, like, very intimately, like, understood exactly what went wrong because I watched Rolling Loud, like, barely hang on to controlling a Travis Scott, like, festival crowd. And so, yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a whole movie.
0: Let me pick your brain a little more on that. So you watched all of, well, whatever, most are all of Rolling Out, and you did notice those specifically with Travis Scott's people, or whenever they got crunk, whatever lit, However, what all the kids are saying these days, those were getting to Travis Scott specifically, they were out of control as opposed to when other people were performing? Well, yes.
1: So Travis Scott encourages this rage culture. He developed it. I mean, it was pioneered, I think, by Kanye West, and then Travis Scott is... Kanye West's prodigy, so to speak, mm-hmm. and so this Rage Mosh culture um, is Travis Scott's culture, except on steroids now because Travis Scott became the king of rap festivals. Like he's mm-hmm. been on almost every headlining major rap festival for the last like three years since Astroworld. Since the Astroworld album dropped, he literally have been headlining almost all of the Rolling Louds the Made in America's, the um, Lollapalooza's, the Day in Vegas. Like, anything that's got hip-hop that's a festival has Travis Scott. And that's why people go is to experience the Travis Scott, like, wild-out, crazy energy that he brings. Because I will give him that credit. Like, he is one of the most high-energy performers I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, and so he just really commands that that energy. But the problem is... um when people go to these festivals, it's not 1,000 or 2,000, it's 50,000, it's 80,000. It's like a lot of people. And Travis Scott is the headliner. Everyone's going to see Travis Scott. Like everyone is there at that time to see Travis Scott. And
0: it's that people broke in too. So part of it was limited security and then people were breaking the barriers and barricades and just breaking in. So it was whatever the number you think it should have been, it's way more than it should have been on top of that.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And that, that again, like for me, I hate to say this, but it was an eventuality, not even like a possibility, like it was an eventuality. Mm. Because twenty nineteen, um, Astro World, people broke in again. Um, Travis Scott has been arrested for inciting riots before. Um, like it's just it like again, it's just so much adding up to this situation. Um, and then the poor planning of the festival in that like you have people that have been there all day. Like, there's people who are fans that want to be up close that's been standing in that same spot for like three artists before, you know? Like,
2: right. there are
1: people who's their first time at a Travis Scott show and they don't know that the Moss Pits start from this road. To yes.
0: Oh my God. Oh. Go back. Like, <laughs> The fact that you said that because a lot with some of the videos that people post and they're like, oh my God, the vibe felt off and I didn't like this or I didn't, you know, like the feeling was wrong. I, was, I felt like demonic. I felt, but it's like, nah, you just never experienced much bit. Like that's what it sounds yep, like to yep, me yep.
1: <laughs> because, because like literally, like, okay, so I'm, I'm going to give a little caveat. The reason why I know this is because I didn't like Travis Scott when I first like started. Brie was a Travis Scott fan and mm-hmm. she was like, oh, we got to love Travis Scott. I'm like, no, I hate this guy. What the hell is this trap? And then <laughs> We went to see him at, uh, um, at another music festival. This is before he was headlining. I think it was when his second or third album dropped before Astroworld. Um, and so he comes out and he literally says, if you not ready to mosh pit, get the fuck out. Like screams at, at the top of his lungs. And the mosh pit literally opens up right next to us. And they just start pushing and Bree's like, "What the hell's happening?" And she starts pushing back, and I'm like, "Bree, I can't fight everybody in this monster." And so <laughs> like I drive her, her out, and I'm just like, "Yo, we never doing this again." But then I ended up like falling in love with Travis Scott and becoming a whole rage person, and like just going for all of it. So I've like been intimately like experiencing those wild ass pits and the crowd surge that they talk about. Like I've I've dealt with that at least three times watching Travis Scott. Wow. And like it 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 really is dangerous in that like you are in a space where you cannot move like you're 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 functioning as like a collective because the entire crowd is just being compressed and to the point where like their bodies must push back and now you're just swaying back and forth in this
2: mm. like
1: mass conglomerate of just like bodies moving back and forth because just the pressure of the crowd and no one can like like breathe or anything. but luckily like, I'm just so blessed to be equipped to handle all that shit. Like, I knew how to move when the crowd moves so that I didn't fall. I knew how to keep my feet balanced. Right. I always ended up making it right to the front because no one else knew how to, like, angle their bodies that when the crowd is like,
0: pushing back. You don't fall back. You know, there's like, a lot of little nuances. things. I- there really is mosh pit etiquette. It's like... Yeah. This, has like a, this is like when you go... um like ziplining or something and they'd be like, okay, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. Like y- there are rules and regulations that you kind of must yep. know beforehand. And it, it honestly sounds like a lot of these people didn't fucking know. I hate to say it, but they yeah, wasn't. Yeah. A lot of people did not know. I, I, I experienced that a lot.
1: Um, when I saw him for rolling loud, because I started at the back and made it all the way to the front. So, like, I saw, like, I, I, I passed all the people on the way. And there's so many times I ended up next to people that were just, like, panicking in the middle. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's like, you are in prime pit territory. And I looked them in the eyes. and I'm like, you have to leave. This is going right. to get worse. Don't I can only open up this thing one time and tell everyone around me to move. But you must leave. I cannot do this again. And then they're like, what? I'm like, I cannot repeat myself. You're going to leave. <laughs> And they'd be like, I'm like, not if you say yes. And be like, yes. And I'd like open up a mosh pit, but then like, let them do be Like, let them go, let them go. And then I just like, let this mosh pit go and go crazy. But like, no one's noticing that I'm like trying to save these three girls that are like, right. dying me. Yeah. Like
0: you know what that just made me think of? Um, Terminator, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> yep, yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. I literally had a moment like that where, like, in the middle of a mosh pit, this girl's coming up to me and she's just having a full-on panic attack. She's like, can't breathe. I'm just looking at her eyes. I'm like, listen to the sound of my voice. Breathe. Listen to the sound of my voice. And she's like, I- I'm like, You cannot do nothing else but breathe and listen to the sound of my voice. And then, right Right. when I get her to calm down, this tall guy was like exiting, and I'm like, tap, like, basically punching him to catch his attention. I'm like, yo, I'm wrapping her hands around your neck. Take her with you. Like, get her out of here. And then I opened up the mosh pit and let them out. And I was like, there they go. Like, somebody saved them. Like,
0: See, and it's, it's, that's why you're so blessed and so successful, because at the end of the day, good people win. They're like that's, And that's why, because I mean, I think about that all the time, like situations where like you could just turn the other way, and be like, "Yo, that's not my problem. Like, But you do the yeah. right thing, because that's just, you know, it's in you, whether it's the spirit, it's, you know, whatever, how you were raised. I think that's super dope. Um, Damn, now I almost don't even want to hear your second horror story, but I mean, you're here, <laughs> so you hear it, so it can't be that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
1: the second one's a little bit more intimate, but it is show-related. Um, and this one's, like, a lot more of, like... So, th- this one's really, like, you never let people know what is happening. You never... Mm. Like, if you mess up, if you, especially when you're doing an event or a show, no one knows the script. And right. so, as long as you keep rolling, the show is going on. Exactly. Um, so... Oh uh, damn! So it's so a long backstory, but I'm shorten it to say, um, my ex did some like some foul stuff with some foul people,
2: oh, and
1: see. um, she ended up like bringing the drama to my show. Long story short, um, and so this was. 2015, September 29th. I'll never forget because the reason why I did that show is because that day was the blood moon. And so I had this idea that if I threw a freestyle show under the blood moon, that the energy would be amazing and everybody would be freestyling and just be raw energy and it would be so dope that, like, I just have to do it. Like, I was like, I really want to see what this experiment would lead to. That sounds dope. And I'm like, yo, this is going to be an amazing show, this, that, and the third. And in the midst of me planning all of this, there's like a whole bunch of drama between me, my I don't even know what to call her at that point because we were like out like it was a whole mess and then this other guy right and so there all this mess is happening and I'm like, yeah, I'm just focusing on the show yada, yada, yada and so I get to my venue and some reason for some reason that day I didn't put my contacts in until I got to the venue so like it's already, like, dark. Um, I didn't put my contacts in. And then I walk in, and the guy who I did not want to see is sitting there. And I'm sure. like, hi, That's right hi. there. Hello. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, like, he's sitting at the bar. I don't even have my contacts in, so I didn't even notice him until I got too close into him. My security guard happened to be outside, like, not paying attention. I'm like, well, what the f is going on? Where is everyone? Hi, what? So <laughs> I immediately, like, take him to the back. I come inside. I take him to the back. Wait, security or the guy you didn't want to see? The guy I didn't want to see. Okay. Um, Let's
0: call him Tom.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I take Tom to the back. Um, I'm like, he's like, "Yo, I'm not coming for no beef. I just like, there's been a lot of lies. I want to tell my side of the story. We kept talking back and forth online and text. Like, I just want to get it off. And I'm like, bro, it's taking everything in me not to go to jail for life right now, but. All right. Oh. Cool. Cool. Okay. cool. So that what happened. Oh. And so now, um, I go inside. I talk to my business partner at the time. I'm like, yo, he was the he was the main host at the time. And so I'm like, yo, we're gonna start the show. We're gonna cause I had it the way I had it, I had a few performances in the beginning, and everyone's gonna do a cipher in the backyard outside under the moon energy, and then come back inside. Mm-hmm. And then the headliners are gonna go. And so I Bring him. I, I start the show inside. I tell everybody, you know, welcome. Everybody's clapping, having fun. I leave as the show starting. I go outside. He's talking to me. I have a samurai sword sitting on my lap. Um, okay. as I'm looking to this guy, and I'm just like, oh, I can't do nothing. And he's saying
0: stuff that's
1: the truth, but not the truth. Then. My ex is saying stuff that's the truth and not the truth, and I don't know is who the. It's their truth. To
0: that, that's what people do. It's my truth. You'd be like, but that yeah, is yeah, my yeah. truth.
1: It was, it was a my truth situation. I'm just there, like I don't even know who to believe because like. I don't want to believe him, but he's saying certain things that's true. So then I want to believe him, but then mm-hmm. he lies about something I know was a lie. So it's like, right. hey, then I can't believe you, but then I want to believe her. But then
0: she's saying things that's contradicting to the things that he's saying that's true. And I'm like, and all this is going that? on while you're trying to run an event. And technically, I want to say almost you're running two events because you have the one inside and you have the one outside. And you got this all going on. At all the going same on. Time. And then, right as like I hit my boy, I stopped.
1: I'm like, yo, we're gonna move this to the front. So I move them through the crowd without anyone noticing because like the last performer is on. Sit them in an area. Bring the crowd outside. Start the cipher. Wrap some bars. Everybody's like, oh my god, VJ, and I just walk out. <laughs> the cipher's cypher. going crazy. I, I, I'm hearing all the energy from outside. Like I go inside. I go back to the front. We're dealing with all this stuff. We settle the stuff. Me and my ex had to take a walk. Now I'm like pissed at all this stuff and all this drama that got brought to my stuff. And then I finally come back to the event and it's done. Wait, what? I get back. After all the talking and all this stuff, I get back. Like, all right, I'm going to go enjoy the last whatever the hell I have in my show. And everybody's right, walking you, like, like oh my God, DJ, this it's is like, the most amazing event. Right. What the hell? Yo, where were you? This was amazing. Yo, bro, you right. did it. You did it. And I'm like, What? Huh? They're like, yo, I'll never forget this day in my life. This was amazing, bro. And then, like, somebody showed me like a video on their phone, and everybody's going crazy. And I'm just like, wow, wow. So,
0: did it? Did it? did something happen to make it end early or like no i've no, been outside so long that oh, like, no. I, like, okay i thought something happened and then like that's why everybody <laughs> left because i'm like used to outside they should have been coming back inside It just that no, they
1: came cats, back inside the, the 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 headliners performed all of that happened
0: oh my gosh i, I was outside getting the drama and
1: to this day, people still remind me, yo, that Blood Moon Festival you did was amazing. Like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, I wish I could remember it. Um
0: yeah, I wish I
1: knew how dope my event was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, that really fucking sucks, but you know what it happened for a reason because you probably would have went to jail if you had stayed let's be honest yep
1: yep yep yep. I don't want to have a lot of witnesses
0: <laughs> right word and nobody could even no he wasn't no yeah no that was him cameras and everything and yeah. all the people recording that's the yo that's not the reason why you can't commit no crimes I mean not just because you shouldn't but
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: there's a camera somewhere
2: I mm-hmm. promise
0: like what I was imagining was like something happened and that's why the event ended early, but you had to cool off. That's that sucks. That really does suck. Though. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Like you know, it's funny. Like, people still talk about the event to this day, whether or not you remember you was there. People, that's I think that's that's pretty fucking dope. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, and it's so like because no one's done. I haven't seen no one do a blood moon cipher the way I've done it since then, and that was like 2015. Like so, like it still sticks out as like one of the most unique shows I've ever done. It still sticks out as like one of the most dope experiences that people like have experienced because I put it on. And like, I just have this memory of starting the show and leaving and then coming back and the show's over.
0: (laughs) You didn't get to bask in your glory. I was just like, wow. Like, that's, well, do you you have anything coming up that, you know, you want to tell people?
1: Um. So in
0: December,
1: I'll be throwing a cannabis-based event. If anyone's interested, I mean,
0: um, they are. they're my listeners.
1: <laughs> so, um, myself and uh, my business partner Karina, we launched this brand called Cannabaddies, which is a cannabis lifestyle brand uh, for women to enjoy, enjoy cannabis. Break stigmas around women in cannabis and get into the industry, and so we create different cannabis experiences um, geared around women. Although we do have events that men can come to as well. That's um, so
0: I remember you—you were asked you were, ask, you were um, looking for models for the the shoot, and I remember I wasn't going to be in town. I was like, "Damn it, I would have been up in there," but I wasn't going to be in town when you had the shoot.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we got
0: we got more coming up. Um, we
1: just released a hoodie yesterday, um, so we got new apparel coming out. Uh, We're launching a membership service that includes virtual events as well as um, in-person members-only events, as well as a directory for different vendors and cannabis brands and other vendors. So that um, one of our saying is, "A cannabis should never go dry unless she wants to." And Mm. so we have a whole network so that you can always find anything you need, um, both in New York City and in other states, because we have a Chapter in New York, Las Vegas, Oregon, D.C., Atlanta, and Northern California.
0: Look at that look at that sounds like you need a host okay so we'll talk about that later um (laughs) uh, tell people where they can find you you know any social websites i knew you plugged Cannabatis already but anything else you want to let the fans know because i I know they're going to want to see you experience whatever you know all that dope stuff that you got going on
1: um just follow me on instagram um v-e underscore j-a-n-o um, or Facebook, the Jardim Alexander, V-E space J-A-N-O. I'm the only person named V-E-J-A-N-O. he ain't gonna find nobody else. So, <laughs> especially with the space, he ain't gonna find nobody else.
0: And so we're friends, so you could search him, but I'll tag him in everything anyway, so you'll be able to find him.
1: Yep, you find me and just reach out to me and again, if you are looking for consulting, if you need marketing, if you need business strategies, let me know. If I, I I'm probably can do it and if I can't, my network is strong enough that we will be able to help you.
0: That's the Plug it again, uh, Alpha Omega, what was the name? Yep, the Alpha and Omega of Business. Gotcha. Perfect. Awesome. I want to thank you so much for taking time out your booked in busy schedule to, you know, revisit not-so-great memory lane and... Uh, <laughs> Much success in the future, and I'm sure we will work together soon. Yes, thank you very much for having
1: me. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye.